Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 140 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was Democles with Miniature Gardens. Uh, you might have heard them before on here because I play them frequently, I want to say. Every time they put out a new single, I think I put it on the show because uh, they do... They do a great job. I, I don't. I don't know what what more to say. Um, I, I should just dedicate them a whole entire episode. Maybe when they drop their album, uh, hopefully, which they do sometime in the near future, we can just have have them on and to talk about it themselves. Because uh, because I you know I, I can't get enough of the stuff that they've done so far. And if you haven't checked out their earlier work, um, well, go back listen to some past episodes. Here's two things: two birds with one stone. You can listen to more "Getting It Out" podcasts and Demacles at the same time. And I'm still not sure that I'm saying their name right, but that's the way I say it from now on until they correct me. So what's happening on this episode? I got, I got Kyle Kennedy from Realize. If you don't know who Realize is, don't worry. I didn't know who they were until recently either. They got a new record called Machine Violence coming out on Relapse Records, and we're going to talk all about that and a few other things. So that's what's happening on this episode, and. I've got a new surprise for you, a new surprise for me. I was I was not expecting this, but it has, it has been laid at my feet, and I am uh, very, very honored to present to you the newest Getting It Out podcast intro song. I've been begging for it on the podcast for years, and um, someone finally answered the call, and that someone is the greatest uh, crossover thrash band ever from the East Coast, actually. They're called Hot Zone. I'm not sure where they're from exactly. I want to say New Jersey, maybe Pennsylvania. Um Maybe it's everywhere because they're just there's a little hot zone in all of us, and uh, they they've 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 made me this great uh, getting it out podcast intro song, and I'm pleased to play it for you this week and each and every week. Here forth is the here forth award. I'm not real sure if we're being honest, but let's let's just let's move on. Damn, what's good, all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious hot zone back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh. You hear that? You see how I love it? How couldn't I love it? Um, special thanks. Special, extra special thanks to Hot Zone. Um, I owe you more than a thank you, but thank you's all I got. There are several things that I love about that intro, but specifically the ending, the rest in peace, Jay Money, is my favorite part. Nice touch. Way to go, Hot Zone. You are the man, the men's. You are the men's. You are, you are a fine group of gentlemen, I think. I don't know. Maybe you're bad people, but... I like I like what you've done for me so far. Appreciate it. All right, so what's happening this week? Um, it's 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 the end of September, which is crazy. And I think I do this like every episode. We're like, can you believe it's another week in the year? Which is getting kind of ridiculous. I got to come up with a new shtick. But but I'm serious. Every time I look at the fucking calendar, I'm like, God damn, we're almost gonna do October. I don't like October. I don't like October for a lot of reasons. Uh, several of them have to do with leaves. 
Um, but, you know, that's the way it is. I was mowing the lawn yesterday. You know how to mow a lawn? All right. I don't have a lesson for you, but you just push along the mower, right? But for some reason, uh, my, my lawn was all dusty and dirty, and I was just mowing fucking dust clouds, getting covered in some bullshit, sneezing like a baby. I, I, I sneeze like a cat. You ever, you ever watch a cat sneeze? It goes... <laughs> Yeah, I was, that's how I sneeze while I'm mowing the lawn. Neighbors were probably looking out the window going, like, look at that guy mowing his lawn and sneezing like a cat again. It's like a thing everybody knows. Happens once a week. There goes that man who mows. He's not even a man anymore. There goes that guy, that boy. There goes that little boy. I used to work at a, in, the, in in QVC. All right, the, the, the home shopping channel. I used to work at QVC, and I would load trucks. And uh, it was that simple. Packages came down a, down, a, down a conveyor belt, and I would put them in trucks, right? Throw some in a Gaylord, put most of them, stack them up. It was like it was like a big game of Tetris, just loading the truck all summer long. And it was fine. It was actually a pretty decent job. Um, but there was this guy who worked there with us, and he was crazy. He was crazy as shit. He, would, like, he was like so legitimately crazy. And he was giant. this giant black man, and he was so intimidating, but he was so fucking crazy. And it wasn't like, uh, he wasn't like... Walking around, like, wiggling his hands at people and, like, going, ooh, he, he was just, like, I don't know. Yeah, everybody said that, everybody said there was two reasons why he might have been crazy. One was that he, like, found family members dead or something and it made him go crazy. The other one was that he was punch drunk and he was an old boxer. And I could believe the boxer one because of his statics, of his size. But the reason I'm going on this long tangent is that he would, there was this, there was this younger, like, uh, like Hispanic dudes that we worked with, and I remember one of them was named Juan, he was, like, 19, he looked pretty young, but this fucking guy, every time he would talk to him, he would, he would say, hey, little boy, <laughs> he'd just call him little boy, which is so disrespectful to a grown adult just to call him little boy, but anyway, I feel like that's what my neighbors do when they see me out mowing my lawn, sneezing like a cat, look at that little boy sneezing like a cat while he mows his lawn, Making dust. Man, I'm a loser. Speaking of losers, I got Kyle Kennedy on this week from Real Lies. I, that, was, that was not very nice of me. Kyle's not a loser. Um, he's a very nice young man, and I enjoyed talking with him. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy our conversation as well. If you like industrial metal, you will like this one. Uh, I'm not big on industrial. I, I like the you know the top, the top, of, top of the heap. The people that I'm familiar with, the bands that I'm familiar with, usually it's one or two people for some reason. Can't keep a lot of people in an industrial band. Um, I like the the, the the commercial industrial stuff, I would call it, uh, from the 90s, Nine Inch Nails, that, that type of shit. Um, but but I didn't dig real deep with, uh, you know, with, with true industrial music. So... I'm not the most knowledgeable, but I'm trying here. I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the bottom of this genre one way or another. And uh, if you got suggestions of industrial bands that I should listen to, please send them to me. I will check them out. If you in your you, you yourself are an industrial band, uh, send it to me. Whatever. Let's let educate me on this on this music. It's it's one of the one of the holes in my uh, in my not knowledge. Whatever you you know what I'm trying to say. It's it's what I don't know a whole lot about. So I could use a little bit of an education, but don't condescend me. If you condescend, if you get condescending about industrial music, and if you wear leather, I'm out. All right. So don't don't. All right. How about you? Just can't do both things. You can't condescend me while wearing leather, um, tight leather. You can wear a leather jacket like the Fonz. That's cool. You can do that anytime and condescend me all you want, but you can't do it if you're wearing tight leather pants and talking about industrial music. You can't condescend me. I won't have it. But we got we got none of that going on in this episode though. So here, let's let's play a track from Realize off of Machine Violence and then get into my interview with Kyle. 
This song is called Disappear. Yeah, try again, huh? Yeah, third time to jar, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, so, so um, you're you're out in Arizona, right? Yep. Yep. Tucson. Tucson. Okay. So you're not quite where, like where uh, where I always dreamed of being when I was a kid. I was a I was a massive Charles Barkley fan. So Arizona to me oh, was yeah. always like, uh, you know, the land of Charles Barkley. Yeah. Yeah, man. The the stones were kind of a. 
they I feel like this used to be a bigger deal, like when they were successful, but they've been like so so bad like the last decade that I mean they still have the diehards but it's yeah. kind of the buzz around the sun just kind of died off oh they're coming back don't worry don't worry they're, they're, they'll be back <laughs> <laughs> but uh so so Tucson so so you're I mean it's 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 relatively early for you out there right like 6 p.m. yeah it's 6 sun's still up oh but... good so you got you got plenty of day left to ruin huh <laughs> yeah well I'm gonna do my best to do that um the <laughs> The, obviously, I want to talk to you about uh, about Realize and this record that you got coming out on uh, on Relapse, which the record's called Machine Violence, right? Yep. And it's what's what's the release date for that? September what? Uh, September twenty fifth. The twenty fifth, so, right? Yeah. A couple that, weeks. That's that's nuts. <laughs> the fact that it is it is September. Like I keep thinking September is sometime in the future, but it's now. Yeah, I know. For as weird as and crappy as twenty twenty's been, it's. It kind of feels strange that we're coming up to the end of it. Yeah, uh, it's kind of welcomed, I guess. But it, it's only going to get weirder. That's the fucking funny thing, is that it only gets weirder. <laughs> There's still this fucking it's, stupid election that's got to happen, and uh, it's only, yeah. only going to get worse either way. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the end of the year is going to go out like a bang. <laughs> that's a, uh, I guess, you know, it's, it fits with the theme. But um, <laughs> but was this this record... Um, well, hold on, let's, let's, let's go... Let's 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 go to the beginning with with the band. Where did where did Realize come from? Because I, I got to be honest, you kind of just jumped on the my radar. But when did this? When did you guys get started? Yeah, so I started it off uh, kind of like a solo project. I think back in 2016. Um, just wanted to try my hand at uh, you know kind of writing some old school industrial metal along the lines of like you know 90s era type stuff. You know, Godflesh, Scorn. Um, so it really started off as that. It's pretty low key. Um, I, I had actually written um, and recorded uh, Demolition before I played any shows, and um, I got some uh, some some buddies together. Uh, Matt Underwood, who also plays in Sex Prisoner, and uh, Matt Mutterpearl plays in uh, Language and North, the other Tucson bands, uh, to play live guitars and played a few shows. And uh, um, I kind of felt like I was I was probably too isolated when I was writing Demolition. Yeah. So I wanted to incorporate them with, you know, um, writing process of new material. So um, that's kind of where Machine Miles came from. Well, nice. So, so I, I guess that's our genesis of the band. <laughs> so it kind of started as, as just you wanting to, wanting to, I don't know, well, well you, you, you were, you're in, in, I don't know if you guys are still active, Sex Prisoner, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did that come? Yeah, we're still... Yeah, active, but I guess not in 2020. <laughs> yeah, nobody is really. You know? but, um, the uh, do, so did, so like you're doing a uh, sex prisoner, and I'm I'm totally familiar with sex prisoner. And and what like how did you decide that you wanted to like I don't know like because well, you know that's a pretty fucking aggressive band there too, but this is a little bit different. Um, what what was not doing it? What 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 itch weren't you scratching with that that you wanted to do this? Um. I feel like I just kind of wanted to. Um, I wasn't like unhappy or um, you know with Josh Prisoner, um, but I, I felt like I just kind of wanted to you know just just try to you know try try writing a different style of music, um, you know, almost for a challenge for the fun of it. Um, yeah, I wrote all, all the drums are completely done on like a like an old school drum machine. Yeah. So you know, just taking the time to to learn that technology and uh, learn how to program and, and, and quantize and figure out the different kind of drum modulations on it. It's kind of a fun little project. Yeah. So, um, 
I'd say it was, you know, I started it as, um, it is from a place of, of, of curiosity and wanting a challenge and, you know, have some fun along the way too, I guess. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes uh, perfect sense. I think it's the, the, sometimes that's the, you know, the right, I, I feel like this, I feel like that's the way people who are already make, I don't know, it's, it's like a mature way to make music. It's like, a, you gotta be a little bit, you gotta be a little seasoned to go into writing music that way where you're just, you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it's true. You can't really, like, start off just, like, doing composition. You kind of got to, I don't know, know what it's like to play in a band and, you know, go through all of that and collaborate. Right, right. So um, so, so you mentioned the Demolition, that, that last record you had out, and, and that one came out in 2017, I think, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's been so it's been a few years since then. How how much, how, how long have you been working on this one like has, has it been three years of trying to figure this out or yeah yeah so um we recorded it we finished recording it in like may of 2019 uh like right before my son was born yeah and uh i think i went back like a couple times to like finish up some vocals that kind of turned out a little wonky yeah. but um so it's been done for over a year um and i think prior to recording just like the whole, I'd say probably the whole writing process, which is, is pretty tedious, um, probably took, you know, two years. And two years, not like I was doing it like every day, but, you know, it, it, the, the whole album was, I, you know, I'd say, composed across a two-year span. Hmm. Well, I got to tell you, from 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 listening listening to both, if you listen to both of them back-to-back, there's, there's such a huge, not even that the last one was bad, but there's such a huge improvement onto this one yeah um it just it sounds yeah it sounds so much more realized which i oh, i got i didn't even really intentionally <laughs> do that pun but it, it, it really does it's, it really i can't believe i just fucking said that but um <laughs> that's that's terrible that's like newscaster shit um but it's like it, it, you know it really seems like you know what you want to do with machine violence yeah yeah i mean i, I, mean, I like demolition but um I, yeah, I felt like i could definitely make a more dynamic record um and you know i just got uh, you know, I got more, I guess, skilled and more, um, uh, I don't know, I, I was just better better at the drum machine, I guess. And um, I feel like that helped. And then, you know, having the, the two two guitarists that play with me, the Mats, um, you know, ha- just having them there to bounce ideas off of. And even, like, because I, I would write all the material and present it to them and, you know, see what they think. I think even just, like, having someone there to, like, show risk to, yeah. like, show different parts to, like kind of makes you more critical in your writing process up front as, you know, as opposed to when you're just you know doing it on your own be like yeah that sounds cool so i feel like yeah yeah you're when you know you're gonna like show it to someone and they're gonna have like um direct you know direct critique on it you try to do a little bit better and uh now having having them there too was was really helpful just on outside perspective yeah, that's good. That's a, that's a great point because when you're when you're just releasing the, I, I, I mean, uh, all right. So so say like I, I do this by myself. I've been doing this podcast now for three years by myself, and there's I, I don't have there's nobody <laughs> to stop me from putting out shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just <laughs> like if I'm just annoyed tonight with something, like I, I've got to put together the episode that comes out tomorrow. If I just get annoyed with it, I'm like, I oh, fuck it. This is fine. It'll go out. <laughs> there's nobody to stop me from doing that. And and. And at the time, I might not give a shit, and I might not give a shit when it's out there, but but to, <laughs> but to have somebody to 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 have that first stop of 
all right, it's got to get past this guy <laughs> who's even on my side. Right. I think is I think is a good good step to the creative process. Yeah, yeah, because you can kind of get stuck in your own feedback loop. Oh yeah, yeah. I live in my echo chamber. I I totally understand that. Um, so so let's go with the with since I since I fucking did that terrible pun and mentioned the name a couple times. What is the name? Realize where did that where did this come from? Yeah, um, it, it, I got it from a Machine Head song off of uh, Hell yeah, it I is. Think their first album. Burn my eyes. Um, I, I forget the yeah. Burn my eyes. Realize, realize, realize. Like outro. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I got it from there. Um, I just thought it was cool. A, I mean, A, I like Machine Head a lot. Yeah. And B, uh, I just thought it was kind of a cool, you know, ambiguous sounding name. Like, you know, which one is it when you first hear it? So that's kind of where it came from. And uh, I don't know. I, I designed the logo on, on the computer and I thought it looked cool, so I ran with it. Nice. That's funny. Like, I, I think uh, I love Machine Head. I really do. And I love even some of their bad, well, not their worst records, but some of their wor- worse-er you know, like you can put on the burning, the burning red for me, and I'll be happy with it. Supercharger, we might have an yeah. issue, but um, but but there's there's so many things about Machine Head that uh, are so obviously influenced, but people are so turned off by that band uh, for se- for several yeah, different I don't reasons. Know why. They're great. I mean, their first two albums are like perfect. Hell yeah, and even and even those the, the later at like after they came back from their new metal phase, the blackening yeah. uh, through the ashes of empire, the locust. What I th- I forget what the name of a lot of them are, but those records are great too. And you know, it gets weird again lately. But but anyway, th- just the band is that band is so weirdly influential in so many different um so many different subgenres of heavy music. You know, you got yeah. you got fucking people in hardcore who love them. You got people in you know whatever straight up metal. It's just and industrial, whatever. It's all over the place, and it's weird that uh, yeah. uh, that they have influenced so many. Yeah, it's true. And their sound is kind of like that too. Like it's kind of hard to pin them down. I know they've kind of like gone through phases, but it's kind of hard to pin them down. Like what they are. If yeah. They're just like a heavy metal band. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fair. I think somebody, some people throw that weird term. That they use for like Godsmack too, like you call them groove metal or you know, does Pantera get groove metal, whatever. But you know, it's like it's like that weird thing where it's just like okay, it's not it's not thrash, so we got to call it something else. But um, <laughs> but so so like so speaking about genres and coming up through and listening and influences, where where did you come from? Like, is where's where's your roots in underground music? Yeah, so uh, I started off pretty young. Um, I'm, I'm originally from Southern California, but I've pretty much been in Tucson my whole life. I, moved here when I was really young. Um, but you know, all most of my family is still back in Southern California. And I had some older cousins um, who were into like hardcore and punk. Yeah. So, you know, they, they showed me some bands uh, when I was still in elementary school, um, probably like nine or 10. Um, the bands I remember them showing me were like um, pretty extreme ones, like Anal Cunt, yeah. like Youth It Today. Um, you know, also like the Epitaph band, like Pennywise, you know, stuff like that. Right. Um, so um, I, I think just like you know, having having like older cousins who are you know, I looked up to, um, you know, who are really into it. You know, it's kind of what planted the seed for me, and it just took off from there. You know, um, I was me and my brother were pretty close in age, so you know we'd buy like Punkorama CDs, and you know we're into like Rancid and stuff like that. Yeah, I hear that. But, that, uh, that, that was, I was I was coming from the same the same way. Punkorama two point one was the one. It's a, it's a it's an obscure one, but it was two point one. That's how I got it. <laughs> yeah, I forget the one that we had. It had a blue cover. It might have been four point or something like that. But that was great. Yeah. That, um, go, ahead, sorry, sorry. go ahead. No, no, no. It's that's my fault. Oh yeah, and then um um I started playing guitar around that time too, and then 
I started playing in like bands. Like when I was 12, I was in like an Iron Maiden cover band. And, uh, I don't know. I uh, started going to shows around that time too. And you were 12 and in an Iron Maiden cover band. <laughs> yeah. How we good had, uh, was that? It was not good at all. It was terrible. <laughs> I can say for a couple of twelve year olds who play an Iron Maiden, they gotta be pretty fucking good. Yeah. We got like we got like uh um you know, a couple we were able to play like a couple songs all the way through. Um they didn't sound very good, but it, it you know, it's still fun. We were playing in my friend's garage and you know, just chumming it up I guess. And that's pretty cool still. That's pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> so um <laughs> So the, so so you come up like that, and then eventually you start Sex Prisoner. You're I, I don't remember when Sex Prisoner first came on my radar. And I think I, I mentioned I I mentioned my uh, <laughs> I mentioned this affiliation of mine quite often on the podcast. But uh, I was real close with oh I still am real close with Dom who runs A three eight nine, and uh, oh, yeah. and I, I don't I don't remember if you guys did a record with them or not. But I remember hearing about it. Yeah, we were going to. Um, we were going to, and um, in fact, I, I think he released uh, the our our LP digitally. Um, oh, okay. But right when we were about to like release uh, Tannhauser Gate, um, he decided to I guess cease operations with his label, and uh, he got moved over to Deep Six. But That's um, we were was. we were close to, to yeah releasing it on May thirty nine. Okay. All right. So we played, I, a, we played a couple of the fests out there. Yeah, that's that's probably where I remember because I, I lived in Baltimore t- too for a while. So that's probably what that's probably where my introduction to you was from. And I know I got a couple of Sex Prisoner seven inches around here. Um. So so when I yeah. so so and that, that that brings me to what my question is. Um. Like I see what made me want to check out Realize is seeing uh, Sex Prisoner. Do you know what I mean? Like seeing the the affiliation. Um. Right. Which which is wouldn't be the most direct cross yeah i don't know like i don't know what we call sex prison do you call it hardcore punk do you call it power violence whatever fucking thing it goes yeah. into um is not necessarily the one that goes right beside uh industrial metal um but right. but i gotta imagine that it's got to be helpful to to help get eyes on realize to have that that crossover yeah yeah, yeah. you know people are familiar with uh you know sex um, you know, they see that members are in another band um, that's, I guess, different sounding from Sex Cruiser and might pique their interest to, to check it out. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people who are into like extreme or heavy music um, have a pretty diverse taste in music, sure. like within the heavy extreme realm, but also in general. Um, you know, a lot of people who, who who like heavy music like a lot of other types of music too. Music too. So uh, um, I, I don't think it's like a, a huge jump, like. I feel like people who like grindcore and power violence, you know, also appreciate, you know, Godflesh. Yeah, well, there's always been that connection there too, right? And I know, I know, yeah. God Godflesh is the is the, the like the easy, you know, Godflesh, Nail Bomb. Those are like the two the two yeah. names that people always say. And I, like, aside from like the the more commercial industrial stuff, I'm not totally familiar with with the genre to be honest so what like i mean i got i got some weird shit around here some more noisy stuff like author and punisher you know like but that's all like newer yeah. stuff so what like what's the I, I think you mentioned it before but what were those early like industrial bands that made you interested in this type of music yeah um you know so you know the big ones like god flash um mail bomb ministry um uh there, there's a uh, another napalm death project called scorn uh the first yeah. few albums are really cool um there's another weird group from that era um i think justin broderick was in it too it's called god 
Um, it's pretty uh, avant-garde and industrial sounding, but they're, they're sweet. Um, you know, pitch shifter. They're, I think they're kind of they're more mainstream. They, they they started off really industrial and they kind of they got new metal right. Sound. I, yeah, I, I remember yeah. having the first pitch shifter albums are really cool. I was gonna say I, whenever when people ever reference pitch shifter, I can only think of the CD I had of theirs in like 1990 that had like the Pope on yeah. it or something or 1999, <laughs> and it was it was it was really new metal. And uh, yeah, yeah, I must have heard a different yeah, pitch shifter. Yeah, but the first uh, the first couple records with them are really cool. Um, um, there's another uh, Canadian band called Soulstorm, which is pretty sweet. Um, kind of along the same lines as like Godflesh, you know, just just 90s industrial. So um, there's there's a bunch of sweet uh, there's a bunch of sweet bands that uh, it seems like um, it seems like you know there's a couple like big bands that are still popular with industrial metal, but overall the genre um, seems like it you know in a way it almost kind of like fell by the wayside. Yeah, that's 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 the way I think of it. I think of like there's these there's headliners and then that's it. There's no yeah <laughs> there's no supporting acts. It's all like it's all just metal. Which whatever it's it's fucking yeah. sub names of subgenres. Who gives a shit, right? But <laughs> yeah. but but yeah. I mean when when I when I when these are my conversations, I got to kind of parse through them, right? So <laughs> so there's you know I don't know it's but it, but it, but it's I love seeing I I grew up and you may have too where where shows were a little more diverse than than they have been lately. I guess where you know you could see yeah. every kind of genre on you know as long as it was underground, extreme, whatever you want to call it, you could see it on a show. And uh, so I like I like the idea of a band like Realize getting in the mix with uh, with all the other shit out there right now. Which brings me to the question: like you, you do you, are you able to do you play live with this band? Yeah, yeah, we played a couple live shows. Uh, I actually play it with the drums. We don't have drums. Yeah. So it's just like three or two guitars, bass, and then I bought a, a dedicated PA system for the for the drum machine. So it's just like literally a wall of amps that we play in front of. <laughs> Is <laughs> and and, uh, and with you know there's not a there's, I mean there's not an industrial scene out here. We're I, we're the only ones uh, unless there's the other guy I'm unaware of. But so you know the shows we put out here are just you know with hardcore punk bands or metal bands. So. <laughs> You know, it's Tucson's a mid-sized city, so we do get like a lot of those uh, diverse shows still. What is what is the Arizona scene like in general? Um, it's I, I'd say it goes through ups and flows. Uh, right now, I'd say it's relatively strong, um, at least at least in Tucson. Um, you know, there's a there's a good good core of like younger kids who are pretty active and engaged. Um, you know, starting new bands. Um, you know, there's you know there's there's DIY venues that kind of pop up and then and then um, you know, go away just for whatever reason. But, um, you know, there, there's, there's also bigger venues here that are, um, you know, down to throw, you know, hardcore shows or metal shows. Yeah. So, um, no, I, I'd say right now it's, it's pretty strong. It's in a good spot. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, we're not a huge scene, but, um, I'd say it's pretty, uh, um, it's, you know, kids participate and it's pretty involved. That's very cool. Uh, with, with you personally, you said you, you have, well, like a, oh, a toddler now, right? Um, yeah. How, and this is always interesting to me because, like I said, I'm a, I'm a dad too. How how has your personal participation changed in the you know I guess you want to say day to day like scene since you become a father? Yeah, um, you know, all my focus is on my family right now. Um, Hell yeah. You no, know, I mean I'll you know I'll still go to shows you know a, a friend band show, um, and yeah I played a handful of shows with Sex Prisoner too when my son was um, you know here. But um, it's—I've definitely taken a step back, um, you know. Putting family first. Absolutely, and uh, 
That's uh, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> not, not that, and I, I, I know it sounds a little weird, but uh, I mean, it doesn't. You, you understand, right? But um, yeah. But I think it's, it's a weird yeah, thing when people living... still still hang in hard after having you know young <laughs> young kids. You know, you can't. You got you got a, you got different shit to be, pay attention to. Yeah, they're they're a lot of work. They need a lot of attention, and you love doing it, but it's it's a lot. You're on twenty four seven. Yeah, uh, well, let's let's merge into a little dad talk here. Was um, how did how did you feel about? Oh shit! How do I explain, say this correctly? Were you surprised at how accurate all the cliches were about the way you'll feel about your child? Like, like yeah, like, my my dad has has a funny uh, story about when I was born. Yeah, um, he's he was you know. He, uh, before I was born, he was having fun with his buddies, golfing and stuff. Like, I think my mom was kind of like talked him in to start to have a family. Like, he wanted to have one, but he was still kind of like having fun. Mm-hmm. And he has a story where right after I was born, was, I think it's the first time he held me. He's like, um, um, like I was looking down at you, and I like I was just like, oh shit. And then like someone took a picture of me, and he uh, he has a picture, so he calls his oh shit face. And he remembers <laughs> that like, you know, life is real now, and he has to. You know, he has to get his shit together. <laughs> so uh, I, I can definitely uh, relate to that. Uh, you know, just um, just like you know, looking up at your parents. You know, looking up to your parents growing up, you think they have all the answers, but now that you have a little kid, you're like, I don't know anything. Oh God, that's the worst. Like, How am I gonna do this? <laughs> Dude, so so I have a I have a seven year old and my stepdaughter's thirteen, and uh, I you know so so they're kind of. They're mostly they're they're figuring shit out, right? And uh, yeah, it's well, especially with thirteen year olds, you kind of get to the point where it's like, uh, um, she probably knows a lot more than me in certain subjects, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> like oh, like yeah. and uh, and and the other thing, like I look at with um with people, like all right, so I look at other parents, and I'm like, I know that this person is a dumbass, and they got kids and their kids are asking them questions and they're telling them <laughs> the wrong shit. And these kids just believe it because everybody <laughs> believes that the parents are right. Right. You, yeah, you just yeah. think that they know shit. And then once you are a, an adult and a parent and you realize that you don't know shit and, and, and you yeah, got the worst scary. advice it's weird. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids are sponges. You got to be careful. Like, like show them and tell them like my son has like these little plastic blocks yeah. and like it, it was he was really young, but like I once like put one in my mouth and like launched it out of my mouth, <laughs> and like this was months ago, like yeah. months ago, and he still tries to do it, and it's like God. Ah, it's like, in there. I showed you the I showed you the stupidest thing, and you like absorbed it right away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, yeah, it'll come back. It'll always come back in front of people too. Usually, that's the thing. You say one thing, yeah. and then they repeat it in front of somebody that you probably wouldn't have said that in front of, and you know, it's like I don't know where they heard that, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's fun. Um, it's 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 nuts. It's I I joke all the time about how I, um, how I want to kick my kid's ass. Uh, I can't do it, but uh, I would, but <laughs> not really. But you know, but you but but you, but you want yeah. but you want to kick your own ass for even having the thought. But anyway, right. to, we get we're getting way off track. Um, so let's get back to to machine violence. Realize. What what got thrown off track? I mean, obviously, you say you sat on this record for over a year now. So, was this always the intended release date, or did the coronavirus thing fuck it up at all for you? No, um, you know, we recorded right before my son uh, was born. Yeah. So 
pretty much like, like I think we finished crying like a month before he was born. Yeah, a month before he was born. And uh, just uh, there was a few things that I didn't have a chance to go back in the studio and like I, I wanted to tweak. So my, my my focus was just entirely on, you know, my wife and son at the time. Uh, and then um, I think around November, I was able to, like, get, get back in the studio and, and fix a few things. And uh, that's also when I had my brother come in um, and uh, he, he contributed some, like, guest vocals on some songs. That's and then cool. uh, after that, we, uh, you know, wrapped it up and then uh, Audio Siege mastered it. And then I just started, uh, you know, shopping it to, to different labels and, uh um, coronavirus, I think, probably did delay things, but um, you know, to be quite honest, I was in you know in a huge rush to release it. Um, you know, I was happy with the recording, and um, I was stoked that Relapse was was into it. So um, I was I was pretty flexible with whatever they wanted to do. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That, that, and you landed on just about the the best possible <laughs> landing position with Relapse. Um, yeah, absolutely, and they, they've been awesome. Good label to be on. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, they certainly know. I, I, I mean this in a good way. I can't keep up with how many good records they put out. Like yeah. it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, uh, <laughs> it's like. Well, I was just thinking in the past, in the past maybe month that I've had on here, out of the, maybe that of the last like four episodes, at least two have been relapse. Primitive Man, Incantation. Well, they got you, you now, but you know, like, so it's, it's, it's just constant. It's constant, uh, constant good records is pretty impressive. And to, 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 for any band to be part of it, I'm sure is a, is an honor. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, I, you know, I've followed relapse for a long time and, and they have some, they have some pretty legendary releases. So it's, it's pretty sweet to, you know, to, you know, be able to, to release some of that label. Yeah. And especially it's, with their, with their history, away, you know, it's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, the, so, I guess when you when you're anticipating putting a record out like this, usually there's some kind of plans to tour. Was that never the case with Realize, or because given your situation, um, or or knowing that when you when you decided to put this out, you kind of knew coronavirus is going to fuck things up. Um, so so what do you, what do you do when like what do you, what do you, what happens when this comes out on September 25th for you? Yeah, um, we we had, we actually did before coronavirus. We had, I mean we had some shows canceled, just some local shows. Um, so, you know, we, we, we are down to play shows. Um, we're not going to go on like any huge crazy tours or anything just because, you know, we set different life priorities, but, right. um, we are planning on tentatively probably going out to the East coast, maybe next year in 2021. I don't know what society's like at that point, but, <laughs> yeah. um, probably doing, you know, like, a I don't know, maybe like a week long or so ish tour out there, kind of hitting the, the big, you know, big cities, New York, DC, um we also want to do a little a little west coast run so we do want to get on the road and promote it but it's not going to be any like major you know month-long tours right right well um with uh w- with this record is there um i don't know is there a is there any uh fuck how do i say this correctly or you, maybe not because you you said you mentioned you, you this has been done over a period of several years now but is there any urgency lyrically to what you're doing here like is there a concept to machine violence is there a, a theme to it or is this or is or are you writing more personal music yeah i think there's not an overarching thing um a lot of the songs are like i'm a pretty avid sci-fi uh, reader okay so a lot of the a lot of the lyrical themes are um kind of just ideas you know contemplating ideas that i've come across in sci-fi books that i like um you know a lot of 
um, ideas surrounding like you know living in a simulated world or just like a just like a um, you know a mind in an altered state um, to the point where it isn't able to detect what reality is. Um, and then other songs are personal, you know, about like anxiety, fear, stuff like that. I that that, that so this, it was just. Uh, the sci-fi stuff is, is interesting. Sorry to cut you off. I didn't mean to. Um, the sci-fi stuff is interesting because I think I'm too stupid to understand the the idea of living in a simulation. I, I want to understand it. I just cannot. I cannot fucking get there. I cannot wrap my head around it. You know what I get stuck on when I start thinking sci-fi? And this is, I swear to God, this is not supposed to be me making a joke because I realize it's funny, is that I start <laughs> thinking, like, what if, what if, uh, there are aliens. It's just that we're too big to see them. Like, what, what if we're, what if we are the giants, and everything else is really small? And right. And then I just start yeah, laughing at of, myself. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've thought of, I've thought of uh, something along those lines too. Like, kind of like the idea of like mantle. So, like, I've thought, you know, how, how the universe is so like vast and empty. Well, what if like um, that's the same exact thing on like a, a very smaller scale? Like what yeah. if, um, what if it just like keep, keeps on like like what if like I guess I don't know how to articulate this, but um, you know, it, you know what it's like to be an atom. What if what if like uh, the experience of like an atom is what we experience in the universe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's wild. So, I don't know. That's uh, I, just, I guess I go to that everything's uh, time and space is relative. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I, I guess somebody somebody said that to me recently when I was I was talking about uh, I was listening to some I don't know it was like a Radio Lab episode or something where they were talking about people going up to space right and doing these spacewalks. These astronauts, yeah. I guess that would, they, they would, that would be the people. The astronauts are up there doing these spacewalks, and then they'd be they'd be up there, and the Earth would be doing these rotations, and it would get really bright because you know they'd be going through days, and it get really dark because of the whatever the fucking reflection of the sun. Yeah. I'm sure I'm, I'm messing this all up, right? But so then my thing was, so when when they come back down, does that mean they just like time travel? Do they, do they just go ahead because they didn't? Right. <laughs> and, and then somebody was like, "Well, it's, that's the theory of relativity or some shit." And uh, and then that's where I'm like, "Well, I don't understand theories, so that's that's my problem." Yeah, it's kind of a funny thing to wrap your mind around. Yeah, I just can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's uh, fun, uh, fun to contemplate them, <laughs> yeah, yeah. nonetheless. Well, it's, it's for me. It's just I just get confused by it, but it is still fun. Um, but okay, so so when this record comes out, uh, September twenty fifth, what are you most looking forward to? I know your options are pretty limited, but is it maybe just getting it in ha- in hand? Is it other people hearing the music for the first time? What, like, what's the big thing for you? Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for people to uh, to listen to the whole record. You know, we have some singles out there, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited about the entire record. So I'm, I'm you know looking forward to it being out there, um, and I'm excited to. Uh, um, you know, have the record in hand too. Uh, my wife actually did the the painting on the on the front cover, so um, you know she's excited to see what it looks like as well. So thank oh, that's really cool. Copy is going to be. I don't know. Just, I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's awesome. I, I, it sounds like you got you, you got a, a lot of family involvement on this one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's cool. I, I mean, is is everybody like you mentioned your brother, your wife? Are you guys all into the same type of music, or is it just you know you just used them because? Because you you know him very uh, well. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean Kevin, uh, he's, he's in sex prison. Um, yeah, I, I don't think he's like super into industrial, but you know he he, he likes it enough. And, and then my wife, uh, she does not like uh, extreme 
extreme more aggressive music whatsoever. But neither does mine. <laughs> cool that. Uh, <laughs> he thinks it's cool that you know it's, it's a hobby and that I'm into it. And you're doing for a long time, so um, it's something that yeah, she she doesn't dislike it, but she, you know she doesn't she doesn't listen to it or get involved. <laughs> I hear you. That's that's I, I can relate. That's uh, but hey, as long as they're supportive, that's fucking that's 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 all you can ask for, right? Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, hey, um, is there? Do you want to do you want to tell people where they can maybe find Realize? Um, I, I didn't look look you up entirely. Are you guys out there on? Uh, is are you on the social media shit? Or are you kind of keeping that low key? Yeah, we we have an Instagram, uh, so we're up there. Um, we also have a Bandcamp. Uh, I think it's Realize Industrial or Realize Industrial Metal, something along those lines. Okay. Um, you should find it. It's on the. It's also linked on the like the Relapse Bandcamp too, so I guess you can find it there. And uh, yeah, we're on Spotify, so if you want to just listen to it there, you can too. Awesome. Well, dude. Hey, hey. Uh, thank you for taking the time to have this chat, and uh, and thanks for making the record. I, I really enjoyed. It. I've been listening to it a lot the last week or two, and uh, it's it was a, it was a nice. Uh, uh, what do I want to say? It was a nice. Um, breath of fresh air from the shit that i've been listening to lately and uh and, and i and i really enjoy it and i think it's a cool record oh thanks man i appreciate that and yeah thanks for taking the time uh, and doing the interview i appreciate uh the questions and the conversation absolutely anytime all right man all right Take care. i'll talk to yeah. you later yeah see you guys
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Kyle. Check out Machine Violence. It comes out today, September 25th on Relapse Records. You can find that everywhere as Relapse Records is usually available everywhere. So you should be able to find that pretty easily. Um, It's a great record. Interesting record. Uh, Industrial metal. It never went anywhere. And it's still here. So if you were looking for it, uh, you probably just didn't look hard enough, just like me. Okay, so uh, check it out, listen to it. Um, this interview sounded a little weird. It sounded the audio wasn't up to par for uh, the usual podcast, but you know, you just got to use what you got sometimes. I don't know what happened there, but uh, hopefully it doesn't happen again. Um, hopefully you could hear what we were talking about and you could enjoy my conversation with Kyle. The song there I played at the end that was called Slag Pile. Um, and that, of course, is off of machine violence and uh, is yet another reason for you to dig deep uh, into this record and check out all the quality tracks on Machine Violence by Realize on Relapse Records out September 25th, 2020. So what else can I update you on? Well, I can tell you that the next two episodes of Getting It Out podcast are with two different vocalists who I've been listening to for, I'd say, the the vast majority of my life very both legends in their own regard um maybe not their regard in their own in their own genre in their own uh stratosphere is that the way you categorize that i don't know but i got burton c bell who you might know from fear factory but we're talking about his his other band ascension of the watchers uh burton c bell is on next week's and uh i guess that's a little industrial too maybe not maybe not quite exactly but he's with the dude from the killing joke and uh like typo negative or ministry and shit so uh yeah that's pretty industrial um that's the next episode what is it two industrial episodes in a row what is going on kind of not really but you'll see um and then after that is dave smalley and we're talking about don't sleep and their new record uh, turn the tide dave smalley is responsible for the vocals and one of on probably my favorite hardcore record of all time can I Say by Dag Nasty. So lots to talk about with both these guys uh, and absolute pleasure to have these kinds of conversations that I never thought I would have. If you were to tell 13-year-old me that you're going to talk to Burton C. Bell one week and Dave Smaller the next week, I would tell you to get out of my room. Okay, so this is usually the part where I tell you that the gettingitout.net website is coming and it is eventually. I've been saying this for 10 months almost Next next week will be 10 months. For 10 months, I've been telling you this. I promise <laughs> that it's actually happening. Uh, you'll see. It'll see the light of day one day. I don't know which day, but it'll happen. Uh, gettingitout.net is on the horizon. It's just a really far off horizon. Uh, until then, go to at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast. Go to Twitter at gettingitoutpod. And there's facebook.com slash gettingitoutpodcast. And uh, that's that's about it. If you want to get a hold of me for any reason whatsoever, send me an email, dan at gettingitout.net. That is my email address, dan at gettingitout.net. That's how you know gettingitout.net is a real thing because uh, there's a domain. domain. There's, there's a, let me try this again. There's a domain name, gettingitout.net. And that's why I have an email address that's dan at gettingitout.net. And you can send me anything you want there as long as it's semi-interesting. Uh, you can you can reach out to me like Hot Zone did and send me cool ass music. That's the Hot Zone way to do things, though. I don't expect all of you to be that cool. Um, whatever. So that's it for this week. I'm gonna end you with a band that I played before on here, and I'm not gonna lie. I, 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 when I see this band pop up, I just want to listen to their music because they got a cool ass name, and it's called Bitch Falcon. And <laughs> this is their new song, Martyr. And uh, I still don't know a whole lot about them. The only other time I heard them was the last time I played them. 
but Bitch Falcon, uh, their, their new single, Martyr, is from their forthcoming debut album, Staring at Clocks. It's coming out November 6th on Small Pond Records. But it's a pretty cool track, and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. And that's all. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.